5: To Monday show morning studio morning. morning. Hope everybody had a great weekend. And now away <laughs> oh, we go with Monday show. Let me see if I can guess these accurately. Eddie five foot eleven, mm. hundred and seventy eight pounds. Close. Oh, what do you got? That's
6: close enough. You want ah, to just go with that?
5: Six foot. You're not six foot. One eighty. Oh. You think you're taller and heavier? Yeah. You're definitely not six foot. With the
6: extra inch, yeah, I get a little heavier. Mm
5: -hmm. Here he is, our video producer, Eddie, everybody. All right,
6: welcome. New week, new week. I've told my wife this hundreds of times. When we're grocery shopping, don't open the chip bag and start eating before we pay for it. We've talked about it on the show. I've talked about it here. Well, she finally got her lesson at the store. We go to pay our stuff, and the cashier lady, she goes, oh, do you want to get another bag of chips? This one's open. And my wife goes, oh, no, no, I opened it. I was hungry. You and the lady said, You ate it before you paid for it. And she, my wife said, Yeah, yeah I just took a little bit. Oh, well, I didn't know you can do that. Oh, there's some cake over there at the, the bake bakery if you want to go eat it wow. before you. And I was like, Yes, what? this is awesome. Exactly what I've been saying. And my wife got offended. I'm like, She brought the sass, professional she sass. She really did. She's like, Oh, there's some delicious cake if you just want to open it up and eat it and then bring me the box and I'll bring it up. I'm surprised at that reaction. Wow, me too. <laughs> it was crazy. It's a little uncalled for. Yeah.
7: Not necessary. Uh, I might it. eat at the grocery store.
5: I, I, I don't. But I think sometimes I'll drink. If I'm really thirsty, I'll open a water, like if I'm dehydrated, what? and drink it as I'm going through. Oh. And then pay for it. Well, go help yourself to some cake over there. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> agree. Right. I agree.
6: Some good cake over there. I can't believe the sass was brought yeah, like that. What'd your was, wife say? She was just like, no, I'm good with a cake. Thank you very much. Did you
5: stand up for her?
6: No. I said, yeah. I told her the same thing, too. <laughs> Why eat the chips? <laughs> pay for it first. <laughs> That's funny, dude.
5: <laughs> okay. Up next. Let's go over to lunchbox. five. 10 and a half, 179
8: pounds. 5'11. 170. Okay. Maybe 179 soaking wet. Okay, here he is. Lunchbox (laughs) (laughs) And Action! Guys, it's acting week. This is the week. I'm in the musical in Las Vegas. Yes. I didn't realize. This coming Saturday. I will be in Las Vegas. Bat out of hell. You gotta buy tickets. You can come see me. I'm gonna be in a musical. This is crazy. <laughs> I didn't know it was this week. Are you nervous? Do you even know what you're doing? Have you said? Oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to be in Bat Out of Hell. No, 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 I no, know. We, we know that. Oh. Is it all sold out? Like as far? As you I know. don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I think there's a few tickets available, like 100. So I need people that are living in Las Vegas are going to be there this weekend uh-huh. to come see me on what? Saturday. Is and- your face up on the marquee? I went by there uh, when we were there for iHeart, and they hadn't gotten on the marquee yet. Oh, yeah. That's the key word. Yeah. 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 So when do you
5: fly in? I fly on this Friday, and do you watch a show Friday night? Yeah, you I watch a show
8: Friday night, and then Saturday I'm on the stage. Have you been texting with the uh, pro- the producer, the director, anybody? Ah, uh, we've been chatting. What's that mean? Uh, we talked. Like I I met him when I was in for iHeart. Oh, you went and met him? I went and met him. Went and talked to him. You know what I mean? We we did a. He showed me my dressing room, and
7: you have a dressing room.
8: Yes, Amy. I'm an actor. Big, I'm a hey, Thespian. Big star. Saturday. You do it? Saturday. Bad out cool, of hell. Paris, wow, wow, wow. Paris Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Get your tickets now. Let's go. Hey, Steven, some of our listeners are
6: going, right? Yes. People from Las Vegas are going to be there. And then Abby's going with him as his like social correspondence and helper and producer. Oh, boy. Oh, is she going like we're paying for it? Oh yeah, she's not paying for it out of her own pocket. It was yeah. supposed to be me, but I can't go, so Abby's going. That's amazing for Abby. Yeah.
8: Shocking. Yeah. Every time I have a trip, Scuba can't go.
7: <laughs> he yeah. Puts you with Abby. Like
8: Diamond Mine. Oh, Scuba can't go. You yeah. know what I mean? Go like, with Eddie, though. Abby I get it. Scuba. To <laughs> I get he comes it. with me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, a big weekend, let's watch. Yeah. Yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
5: <laughs> Amy, seven foot tall, eighty pounds. I don't know. I'm That's just gonna okay. leave that out of there. All right, That's go smart, ahead, Amy. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
7: so I talked to my psychic cousin because last week or so, I think she came up, and you're like, "Hey, can we get her on?" And I thought, well, I don't know. But we were talking this weekend anyway, and I threw it out there. Like, I have no idea why he wants you to come on.
5: But I just want to willing? check in. See if she sees my death card anytime soon.
7: Okay. <laughs> Did she do that? I have no idea. Tarot cards? Ooh. No, I don't think so. But I don't know. But she said, sure.
6: So
5: she'll come on and answer any of the questions again? Yeah. I got
6: to figure out what they are. Don't do death, man. That's just weird. That is morbid, huh? Oh, yeah. Don't do that.
5: On the new Game of Thrones, this guy's like, do you want to know when you want to
6: die? And what do they say? They just kept walking. but <laughs> I was like, I would have thought about it. I was like, wow. Well, no.
5: Do I want to know? Uh, would you want to know when you die?
6: No. No chance. I don't
5: know. I would only want to know if it was forever away. That's- you're,
6: you're so calculated, though. I feel like you'd want to know, and you it would help you out.
5: Yeah, my only fear would be, this is what I like. Close my eyes, and then I open it, and I get five seconds of any year that I want to see I get to cash in like one a year from. Oh, that's cool. Well, let's say I close my eyes and I want to see 2052. And I close my eyes and I open it back up and it's just black. That means I died by 2050. Dang. I've got this whole story in my uh, head about this scenario. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. And then I have to wait another year to go, oh, I'm dead by then. So 2040, I close, open them. I'm still black. So that means every time, every year I learn that I'm dying earlier and okay. earlier. Okay. All right. Oh, You've
6: been thinking about this? Yeah. Yeah, you need to.
7: <laughs> so will be 72. Who knows?
5: Cl- then I'm like, tomorrow, and I close my eyes and it's black.
6: Oh my gosh, and you died so- by tomorrow? And oh, man.
5: And that, that's what's up. And Dang. then you're like, wait, I'm dying between now and tomorrow? And then the whole rest of the, the book or the movie is me trying to f- keep myself from dying
6: between now and tomorrow. Wow, but you can't because you're going to die anyway. You can't keep yourself from dying. Or can I? Can
8: Whoa. you change the
6: course of history? But when history, you no. Spend that
3: but time.
5: His- change the course with of history? People history's love. already happened.
6: You mean destiny? That's what I would
5: do. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get your psychic cousin on. All right, go ahead, Ray. Uh, I'm saying 6'1 one and 171. It's pretty accurate. I got down to about one. I, I've cut sugar 95% of my diet, and I haven't done anything else different. I'm still eating and not fasting. And, but I got to like 168, and I was like, damn, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Like not weighing every five minutes yeah, like cool. I used to. But yeah, we'll, we'll go six six two. No. no, Not going that high. So the deodorant that I've been wearing, and I've talked about it, sometimes it makes me stink. I've had two different kinds, and this has not been good. So my wife's like, why don't you just use mine? And so I didn't use it for any reason other than she was like, try it. It won't make your armpit smell bad. But it's something called native deodorant. It has no aluminum. There are reasons to actually buy this deodorant. Oh, Scuba just showed me some. You have? Do t- you have it too? I've been using this uh, for a few years now. It's legit. It's awesome. I smell good, and apparently, yeah. I'm not eating the aluminum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's well, a it's women's not
6: being absorbed into your skin. Oh, yeah, same thing. That's women's deodorant. What I don't do know. Too? It's
7: just the kind I think she uses, but they make... What flavor? It's mine's coconut flavor. and... Flavor.
5: Mine's <laughs> coconut and vanilla. Me too! Oh, not a Wait, no What is it called now? That's how you native. guys realize my deodorant, I've been eating it the whole time. bro. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's why you smell bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coconut and vanilla. It's really good. What's nice. your flavor?
7: Oh, mine's homemade coconut and vanilla.
6: You guys are both h- coconut and
5: vanilla? But she said she makes hers. Yeah. That's weird. But it's not native. No. Oh, got it. Yeah. All right, anyway, there's a new deodorant if you guys are looking for it. Uh, that's what's up. Let's start Monday's show. Everybody feeling good? Yeah. yeah. We're back. This Monday's a lot better than last Monday. Oh, much better Wine. already. Because
6: the company didn't
5: send us to Vegas in the heat, work us for 50 hours a day, say, fly back in the middle of the night and start the show three hours later, but don't be tired on the air. <laughs> that's why. All right, cool. (laughs) Nobody cares except us, but we're back. (laughs) Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I heard you guys talking about lame types of cars that guys drive. I just started dating a guy who loves cars, which is fine. He has a Mercedes Benz, (laughs) and I think he loves it more than he could love any woman. He calls the car, Honey. Oh my gosh. gosh. He does not even have a pet name for me. Hmm. I'm not allowed to eat in the car and have to clean my feet before I get in. He spends 50 bucks a week having it cleaned and waxed. Yes! Every week. The other day, we went to eat, and he didn't have enough to pay the bill because he just had the car details. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong, he's very sweet and respectful, but I think he's seriously in love with his car. Do you think this guy will ever love me as much as he loves his car? Signed, second to a Mercedes. I'm first going to go out on a limb and say he probably loves this car because of something that happened when he was young. Uh, they didn't have a nice car. He got made fun of for having an old, beat-up car. That's why someone usually attaches to something like this later in life because he has a car fetish now because probably never got any car when he was young. So there's that. I would kind of figure out what the root of this is first. Um, If he's respectful <laughs> – you know, if he's very sweet, if he's working hard, let him love his car. It's a little odd that he pays more than he should. Like, he if he can't pay the bill, honey, honey? yeah, <laughs> he calls I, it honey. I'm not a car guy yeah. in any way. Oh, I don't care about cars. I've had cars, whatever, doesn't matter, take it or leave it. But I can still understand somebody being in love with something. A shoes that would be mine. Right? Yes, I didn't have shoes, absolutely. My first quote unquote big paycheck, I went and bought a pair of Jordans. Because I was like, wow, I can now afford to buy shoes. Because my whole life we had to buy shoes at yard sales, and I got made fun of because the kids who sold the shoes at a yard sale would then see me at school in their shoes that they sold, and I would just get tortured because of it. So I've always had this thing with shoes. Where I'm like, man, when I make it,
6: nobody's making fun of me for shoes. I'm gonna have every shoe.
5: Maybe that's his deal with the car. I don't know.
6: But what do you think about him going to dinner and not having enough money because well, he just I detailed that. honey? That's weird.
5: Yeah, honey, honey. <laughs> that's very weird. Needs to chill out on getting waxed and, get wax and washed every week. <laughs> Maybe we move it every two weeks. So let him have his thing. As long as it's not affecting day to day life, I think you're okay. Um, what do you think about a Mercedes in general? You like Mercedes? I think
6: yeah. they look cool. Yeah. Mm, DB. It's fine. You think it's a DB, huh? Totally, DB. Mm. Why? Or, or a surgeon. If it's a, like a doctor surgeon, get it. Other than that, DB. DB, man. You're mm. proving something that you don't have. I don't think a Mercedes
5: is a DB car. It's really? interesting that you do.
6: Yeah. Not we- the SUV, the car. The SUV is like, those are nice and stuff, but the car, no. D- Give me a DB car. Lunchbox.
5: Um <laughs>
8: can't. dang man, I don't know. There's not many D B cars out there <laughs> yes, in there my are. mind. Because you think they're just all cool. Yeah, like I like Lambos, Corvettes, Ferraris.
9: Mm-hmm.
8: Um, I would say BMW or Land Rover.
5: Those are <laughs> D B cars. Yeah. Would you would you drive a Land Rover if someone gave you one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one percent.
7: Yeah.
5: What about a BMW? Yeah, if they gave it to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What if you found one 20% off? Ooh, no, probably not. Okay. Amy?
7: The, what is a DB car? Mm-hmm. Ugh, I guess a, this guy? Anybody calling his car honey?
5: No, what's wrong with him taking I, care of his car? Yeah, I don't okay. care about that. I'm not a brand of a car. What's a DB car?
7: A long, uh, I guess a uh, Corvette.
6: Corvette's good.
5: Oh, come as on. As a DB car?
6: Yes, because every time you see, like, a convertible Corvette, you see someone, you're just like, okay, this guy thinks he's so cool.
5: Or it's somebody that's, like, 55 that Who thinks really he's so cool. No, that wanted one when he was 20 and finally can afford it, so he's having a midlife crisis car, and that's okay. What that's What about DB? Lexus? That's
6: old
4: right, person. Whatever, yeah. Is
5: that old person? Yeah, you? I don't really think that as being a DB. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, if I see a DB, I mean, anything yellow. Oh, oh. come on.
6: What about, like, a Toyota Celica? Yellow.
5: Just yellow, because you have to chase yellow. Yellow's not on the lot. Yellow's tough. Have
6: to, you have to custom order that?
5: Yeah, and then you, if, unless it's on the lot, then it's like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or a Porsche. It's yellow, and I'm like, you
6: wanted it to be yellow, wait, wait. so we'd
5: all stare at it. So
6: you're calling that dude... DB, what the, the one that we saw with the yellow car?
5: The car? the any, yeah, I'm going to go yellow.
6: But you're going to call that dude I'm not, DB. Saying, I'm
5: not saying anybody, but
6: I would say yellow. <laughs> okay.
5: Yellow. Um, listen, he loves his car. Let him love his car. It doesn't sound unhealthy yet. He's only missed rent once, sounds like. Uh, let him take care of the car. You're all good. If it goes more than this, hit us back and let us know, all right? All right, there you go. That's the mailbag. We got your email,
9: and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's
2: mailbag, yeah. <laughs>
5: Emily in Missouri is on the phone. Emily, are you a veterinarian?
9: I am a veterinarian.
5: Well, you are just the person I wanted to talk to. I have a bulldog. He's three. His name's Stanley. He halfway tore one of his ACLs. He all the way tore his other one right into two. And so they say you got to have surgery, but they didn't say I had to have it right away. What do you think about this?
9: Um, Well, I would say so. I personally, my dog Sage, she has torn both of her ACLs, and um, I did surgery on both of her legs at different times. And, um, it was totally worth it. I, um, she's doing great. It's been a couple of years now. She never limped. And so I would suggest probably trying to get the surgery done as soon as you can. Um, just because he's going to be in pain up until the surgery and for several months after the surgery. But (sighs) The longer you put it off, the longer that time span's going to be stretched out.
5: They're telling me I have to keep him leashed for months because he can't run off. So he's either got to be in a crate or in a small room or he has to be on a leash so he doesn't run away. Do you understand how strong and how rowdy my bulldog is (laughs) and what kind of life change that's going to be for him?
9: I do. I do. That's going to be really hard. And I will say with my dog's first knee surgery, we did not follow the rules as much as we were supposed to. And I think it took longer for her to recover from that one.
5: Mm. Mm. What kind of dog? And so it is terrible. What kind of dog would you not get? Like if if, if listeners are out there, because bulldogs are they're <laughs> tough, and I wouldn't have just pursued a bulldog. I never wanted a bulldog, and had uh-huh. he not been presented to me like, hey, we have this dog, he's not because Stanley's had he's gonna well, it's gonna be eleven surgeries if we do these two, but he's had nine surgeries so far, and my friend was like, He needs an eye oh, surgery, wow. he needs a wiener surgery, he needs, but. You can have them if you do these surgeries and take care of them. So I said, great. But Bulldogs, I don't recommend them because everything's wrong with them. They're all inbred forever. I love Stanley, but I I don't think they should make Bulldogs anymore. But do you have, like, as a vet, do you see Bulldogs and go, man, those dogs just aren't worth it? Like, what other dogs would you tell people not to to get into?
9: Oh, man. My top answer would be a Bulldog. Yeah.
5: And I say mine from the place of love. Love Stanley. Love every dog. Big dog guy. But I wish they would just stop making them. Because they're not healthy. He mm-hmm. can't breathe.
6: He can't swim. They're so cute though,
2: dude. I so know, but cute. that's why. That's why. I yeah. know.
5: What's the, like the second hardest dog for people to keep up with? Because there's just always something wrong with them.
9: I'd probably go with something similar, like a pug.
5: It's all the flat nose oh, wow. animals, yeah. Right? Like, the ones that can't the breathe.
9: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: And <laughs> what's the best? Yeah,
9: breathing's relative.
5: The most healthy dog. When you go, okay, they they brought in this dog. We're going to take, like, uh, mutt out of it because El- <laughs> yeah. Elder's got all kinds of dogs in her. She's healthy. She can eat <laughs> it. She can grab an animal, eat it, follow it up with a double shot of poop. She's all good, right? But So she never gets sick. But what kind of other animal, th- if someone's going to go and get an animal, what's a good, healthy kind of dog?
9: I've always said that standard poodles are really underrated. No way. A standard poodle? Standard they poodle. Be- yeah, they're really nice. They're healthy. And um, they're actually, you know, the big ones, the big standard ones. Oh. Them. They're uh, pretty athletic and heart-bearable.
6: Yeah, the big
5: ones are good. The little ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. those
5: little poodles. Any dog you can put in a purse, I'm going to pass on. <laughs> like, if it needs a home, I'm going to help feed it. I'm going to help find it a home. But if you can put it in a bag, that dog probably ain't for me, you know? Uh, how long have you been a veterinarian, Emily? Uh, four years. Do you think you've been pooped on over 100 times? Probably, yeah. There she is. All right, oh, wow. Emily, oh, Wow. She needs to go get pooped on again later today, so we're going <laughs> to let her go. But I appreciate your advice. Anyone have a quick question for Emily about their dog? We have a veterinarian. She's not charging us anything you want to know. Eddie?
6: Uh, yes, I have a Schnauzer Terrier, and she's almost like a teenager. If she doesn't get what she wants, she pees in the house. What do I do about that? She's potty trained, but it's her way of getting angry at us.
9: Well, I guess you ought to give her what she wants, then. Okay. Boom! All all
5: right. One answer. Right. Love that answer.
9: <laughs> Amy, like that your one. turn. Go
7: ahead. I have, like, a four- or five-year-old labradoodle. She's a rescue, so she has a lot of anxiety issues. Do you think she's constantly licking? Like, is that part of the anxiety? Or is there anything I can do or spray on her to make her stop licking herself all the time?
9: Um, well, licking can be a part of anxiety. Um, And there's a whole lot of things that can be done to address that. And so, you know, you could, I would certainly sit down with your veterinarian to talk about that. But licking can also be a symptom of allergies and itching. And so, like, if her paws are itchy, they'll lick them a bunch. And so that could be allergies or a sign of a skin infection. Oh, great. Okay.
5: Hey, it could be anything. (laughs) One final question Why do dogs' paws smell like Fritos corn chips? That's good.
9: Ah, that's because they get um, basically yeast infections between their toes.
5: Why am With I smelling it so t- often then? Dude, you I, yeast. It's yeast. Yeah, I'm disgusting. You just I'm, put your nose in the yeast. Saying, oh. I'm like this. <laughs> just <laughs> smell it all. That's uh, <laughs> not good. Wow. Emily, thank you for your time. We really appreciate that. Thank you for calling, and I hope you have an awesome day. Yeah, you too. All right, there she is. Let's give a round of applause, yeah. Emily. I'm sure I'll be in voice for this at some point. Uh, thank you, Emily, for your time.
0: You're welcome. Have a good day.
9: Bye-bye.
0: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos.
2: And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet.
3: Start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily.
13: To die for is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: It's
5: time for the good news
8: with
9: Bobby. Tell me something good.
5: The Whitman Police Department recently received a special request. A fellow officer from a nearby town said, "Hey." could you arrest this guy as part of an elaborate prank to help him propose to his girl? Oh, gosh. <laughs> he said that they do pranks a lot and he was going to dinner with her and her parents. And Could you come arrest me and put me in the back of the car and
6: then I'm going to propose? <laughs> 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 that's funny. Oh,
5: that's pretty risky,
6: huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. But that's
5: exactly what happened. He was eating dinner with his girlfriend and his future in-laws and police rolled up to the restaurant. They walked straight in they just put him in handcuffs, and they walk him straight out. With his in-laws, I like this. <laughs> they got to be like, what's happening? Yeah. He doesn't fight it. He just goes, well, what's happening? What's happening? They take him out, and she goes, can I speak to him before you take him off? And he's in the back of the car, and then, "Will you marry me. He comes out of the car. <laughs> Crazy. I do have some audio here. Here's a clip of Kristen saying she was so mad at her boyfriend for being arrested right up until he proposed.
1: I was having a heart attack. I was just horrified. I was ready to kill him. And <laughs> he's so lucky it ended that way because I was so mad.
5: She kills him, then she goes to jail <laughs> yeah. forever. It's a weird no. twist to the story. <laughs> uh, it, it all worked out. I just think of what those in-laws, what their faces look like. Oh gosh, what not even thinking. her. Just the in-laws. Like, wait, <laughs> is this is who she's marrying. What did he do? Uh, but shout out to those cops Shout out to him It's a funny idea Especially if they prank each other all the time Yeah <laughs> That's a good one That is what it's all about That was Tell Me Something Good It's a Bobby Bones Show interview In case you didn't know Got so many hits From back in 2007 Here's International Harvester I'm the son of a
11: third
9: generation
5: father. From back in 2004 That's What I Love About Sunday What I Love About Sunday I'm not gonna do them all He's got so many From 2005, here is Redneck Yacht Club. He's got a new memoir that came out on the 27th. Man, he's so funny. Such a good dude. Welcome to the studio, Tennessee's own Craig Morgan. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Craig Morgan. You know, I read most of your book on the toilet. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good place. That's where I can really focus. Honestly, that's funny. I don't. I'm not in there long enough to read. Oh, I'm in there for like days now. I have some <laughs> sort of IBS thing. where You're I'm like, like
14: that guy in 40 something when you're in there playing video games and stuff. I and
5: sometimes I'll, I'll I'll be able to get a lot of work done. That's awesome. Yeah, I that's have great. a whole setup. a computer <laughs> I got a, uh, in the bathroom. Uh, uh, Craig's got a book called God, Family, and Country. Uh, it's a memoir, which it's really great. You know, Thank I, you. it's it's very personal. Thank you. And, and I know that's tough to do because I'm going to imagine there were times where you thought, one, do people actually care? And two, am I being too personal? Um, but I thought you, you you nailed it. What was the hardest part of writing this book for you?
14: Uh, taking the time. Uh, and, and quite honestly, we had nothing but time. Uh, the majority of this we started during the pandemic um, when we weren't working. But I had gotten lazy because we weren't touring. I was just traveling around with my wife, Karen, and, We'd go to Alaska and come back, and my co-writer Jim DeFleece would be like, hey, uh, you want to get together and (laughs) work on this book thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I think that, that, and and as you alluded to, talking about it. You know, when I first approached this book, for me, it was uh, a lot like doing any other project that I've ever done in my life. I figured we'll do this, be done, and go do something else, you know, like an album. When I do an album, I work on the album soon as I finish that album, I'm focused on writing more music for the next project, for somebody else or whatever production doesn't matter. Um, and I thought the book would be the same thing, but it's not it's it's really it's weird. You know already you've done this, but but this is the first book I've written
5: and it, and it being a memoir, uh boy, it's it's going to be a, there forever. Did you find yourself, and, and I can just be a weirdo, but did you find yourself as you were telling some of the stories? That you're kind of reliving them, and I don't—I don't want to say re-experiencing them, but seeing them from a different perspective. And either they reminded you how awesome a moment was, or like how how emotional emotion uh, a moment was that you haven't thought about in a long time. I don't think that's weird at all. That's exactly what happened. So a lot of the, especially
14: the military stories. I mean, that's been a while for me. And when we were talking about Panama, I went down to we went down to our beach house and. I brought a bunch of my buddies in that I served with in Panama, and we spent two days together talking about the stories, uh, and 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 reliving some of those things. Um, and it was it was a, it was very surreal.
5: It's one of those kind of like outside looking in. I don't want to sound all weird. And- no, it's that though because you're outside looking back in at a part of your life that maybe you didn't fully appreciate or understand because you're right in the middle of it. Yeah, and I've lived my life that way. Like you know, when you jump, when I jump out of a plane.
14: I'm 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 jumping out of the plane right then. After I'm done, my feet hit the ground, parachutes rolled up. You're moving on. You don't think about that jump no more. I'm thinking about the next thing. Uh, looking back, uh, it was like at one point I was like, "Holy cow! I've done a lot of crap." You know, now I know why everyone was trying to get me to write the book. Um, because I think the longer I went, the, the the less I would
5: have been able to remember. And I may mess the country up here. Because there were a lot of countries, there's a lot of places that you've been in, in this <laughs> yeah. book. Um, but you, in Thailand, you were working undercover to fight sex traffickers. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I'd never talked to you about that here. I didn't know that. So would you mind telling these guys a little bit about that?
14: So I work with an organization, and I've worked with others, but Exodus Road is the one that I'm, I'm working with now. Uh, and we have offices uh, around the world, but uh, the entire objective is to remove people from sex trafficking. It's, it's literally modern-day slavery. Uh, and on that particular operation in Thailand, what people don't understand, the Thailand government is run basically by the military. And the majority of these military leaders own clubs downtown. And another thing that most Americans do not know, prostitution is not legal in Thailand.
5: It's not legal. It is
14: not legal. It is encouraged, (laughs) but it's not legal. Uh, And I will say, if a woman is whatever age, of legal age, and she chooses this as an occupation, I mean, that's on her. But what is sickening is when there's a 14-year-old girl who's forced into it, whose parents sold her in order to have the money, and then she's forced to work, or even worse yet, or not worse yet, but another scenario that we ran into while we were there that was really odd uh, is people that come from other countries they were going uh, to various countries throughout the African continent and promising these people's these people work and these women you'll be working at a hotel as a as a cleanup lady or whatever and they get on there and then they take their passports and they say okay now you work for us uh, the cleaning lady job is gone and you owe us for your room and board every day so they basically are forced into prostitution and on, on one of the weird things situations, and this one wasn't in the book uh, because this is currently an ongoing investigation. The pimp was a female, uh, and she's a female from Africa. She's in Africa, and she was the one that's basically gathering these people up to work with the people in Thailand, Uh, and no one ever got a picture of her. They have never seen her, and we were there, and I was on the street with some of the women talking to them, and she called. And we were in like literally talking to her, this woman in Africa talking to her, uh, her women there, and I took a selfie with her of the cell phone. It's the first picture they've ever got
5: of that woman. Wow! Did you ever feel like your life was in danger doing that?
14: No, not really. They're little people. <laughs> 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 I don't mean that in a derogatory manner. I just mean they're you're, very little people. And you're and,
5: strong and if yeah. I mean, I,
14: I did get in a scuffle one night. Uh, uh, just a little scuffle. So we all carry, I mean, let me, let me tell you, I've done a lot of things and I've seen a lot of disturbing things and experienced a lot of disturbing stuff. That was some of the, that's the only thing wherever, when I came home, I thought, man, I need a, I need a 15 minute break to clear my brain because some of the stuff I've seen was so bad. Um, But we all carry like little backpacks or we have these shoulder packs and they're all wired with cameras and different things. And we were going into a club and they wanted to check our bags. And I'm like, "Mm, they're not checking my bag, bro. And so we kind of just walked past them and ignored them, act like, you know, stupid American tourists. Um, And they come in and tried to grab my bag from me. And I had been filming this gentleman across doing some very lewd things, you know, to what we had suspected was an underage girl. Uh, and he tried to take my bag. So I'm like, none. So they, they, they were going to throw me out of the club. I'm like, okay, this is going to be fun. Uh, so like five or six of them attempted to grab me and they, you know, we scuffled around quite a bit till they got me outside and then the local police come over. And so you got to go through the whole motion, even though some of the police officers that were there, and we did have a police officer assigned to us, uh, a, a, a Thailand police officer. Uh, he, uh, and I know I'm going way far. He, uh, he knew what we were doing, so he comes over and puts me under arrest, and then takes me off. And they have to see this whole thing. And he's pointing his finger at me, and he's yelling at me, and telling me thing, and telling me to go and take the handcuffs off. And I walk off, and and they're all happy, and we're all happy. We go back the next day, and they welcome me right back in. Really?
5: Yeah. See, I would feel like I was about to die there. I mean, but you're—I don't know—ten times more than man? <laughs> no, twenty no, no, times no, no. more than man. Yeah. What do we think? We're putting <laughs> the percentage here. This is like no. a movie. Uh, that that's, that's that's fascinating and the fact that you would take that on to to try to help those people that says a lot about you uh, so aside from that let's talk about some of the positive stuff that you were able to see right I mean what do you through the book what are you most proud to share like what when you think of all the personal stories all the things that you've seen like what do you really lit you up to be able to share that with people
14: I don't know that's a good question no one's asked me that.
5: yeah I do that's what I do my thing you fight people I try to find interesting <laughs> questions
14: uh, you know, I don't know. I think family, uh, the, the constant the whole concept of this book, God, family, country, uh, those are the three most important things in my life. And in that order, my God is always first. My family second only to my God and my country, my love for country. Uh, I hope that when people read this book, they feel inspired and, and, and in some way, maybe motivated to feel like, uh, they want to do good. They want to be good. Uh, and I'm not trying to take away f- from what we're discussing, but like, uh, like, Amy, I, I, I follow your posts and you always seem to post very positive things. And I think more people should do that. There should be more of that and less of the attempts to put each other down and beat each other up and try to, you know, derive something negative from every comments that made that's made instead of, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the on the media outlets that you could easily turn it to a good if you wanted to, instead of trying to beat it up and make something bad out of it you know um so i'm hoping that when people read this that that they feel motivated to to maybe want to do good or be good and understand that even though we all experience various hardships in our lives, those things you know we we all say and we've i've heard a lot of people say well everything happens for a reason uh and and i i kind of believe that uh i kind of also believe that we bring things on ourselves sometimes that maybe shouldn't have happened. Um, but we should all learn from every one of those things and we should all become better people. Uh, heartache, uh, uh, scars, pain, all of these things build us in, and build character and
5: make us better people, I believe. The book is God, family, country. Uh, memoir by Craig Morgan. You got Blake on the front. Morgan's memoir will move you. That's serious. He didn't even make a joke. Blake Shelton said that. Morgan's? Well, I didn't put yeah, the rest well. of it on there. Oh, you left rest right-
9: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I hope you guys check it out. Um, we're gonna talk about music in a second. Yeah. but I would definitely I so. wanted to spend this whole segment talking about the book. It is a great book, and again, it talks about all that—your faith, your family, and uh, not only what—it's gonna sound like John F. Kennedy, what you've done for the country, but what the country's done for you. Honestly, I yes, mean, it's, it's it's a lot of that.
14: Amen. I, I say that a lot. You know, the, the military—I I, don't—I wasn't near as good for the military as the military was for me.
5: Well, I hope everybody orders it on Amazon or if you do go buy one of those and they have like walls and you walk in a door and you buy a book. Is it a bookstore? (laughs) Bookstore. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) go into a bookstore. (laughs) It's called God Family (laughs) Country by Craig Morgan.
0: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. Listen to Season 2 of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos.
2: And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet.
3: start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily
13: to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
2: on the
12: bobby bone show now
5: craig morgan he's got a new memoir that's out it's called god family country he's got a new song that we're going to play in a second which I think we've already played this song on the show, like before it was even released, right? Didn't you text it to me and then we played it? You did. Okay, that makes sense. I knew I'd heard it before. Yeah. And I was like, I remember hearing this and feeling like really... And then I thought maybe it was when we were at the Opry together, but we played it here too. You did, yes. And I felt like a child after the label called me, like I'd done something wrong and they were smacking. You're not supposed to do that yet. Don't they know who you are? You're going in... Use your hands no, I don't think and they kill care. them all. Well, I don't think they care. <laughs> yeah, they don't care, obviously. No, they don't like, care. I don't care about them either, though. So. Yeah, who <laughs> cares? Uh, I like your pants. What, do, what kind of pants you got there? I don't know. You don't know? What who are those? Like, my wife bought and made me dress up. What do you mean? Those are awesome pants. I don't know. They're not jeans. <laughs> how does they make you feel when I say I like your pants? That didn't bother me it's a at a compliment, all. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think those are awesome pants. I like that they're, they're like stretchy. Should I not be complimented? Well, that's the debate here on this show. Eddie saw someone with good pants, and he said, I don't want to say something. That'd be weird. And I was like, why not? Just say you like their pants. I like yeah, them.
6: Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with I like that. Craig's pants. Yeah, no, I saw that. that was How did very you feel when I, when well, I said that? It, was, it wasn't awkward. I think the way you did it was kind of- Because I do like of, them. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty honest.
5: I didn't say, man, those pants fit you well. I didn't say anything like that.
7: Well, Bobby, said, can I tell you what girls do to take it next level if they like a pants and the girl doesn't know?
5: They'll check the tag.
6: Oh, oh, so go check the but tag bones. Oh, I'm not checking your tag.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like Craig's such a manly man, he might not have underwear on. I'll be honest with you. Just, so, I don't. I'm like, what? What?
14: I always love that boxers are briefs, and I'm like, Oh, neither. That's what I thought he said. (laughs) (laughs) If it it weren't for the fact so many
5: of you in the room, I probably wouldn't have any pants on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, here we are. (laughs) Here we are. are. Craig (laughs) Morgan. I'm kidding. Uh, So i got a couple things to talk to you about. Uh, First of all, we we mentioned on this show when you had posted that you had a bunch of Adele CDs at your show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So you're doing a show and obviously you sell a merch and, yeah. and some of the merch is music and you cut it open box cutter, whatever. And it's just literally a Ade- Adele CDs. Correct. How, like a whole box.
14: No, like, uh, four or five boxes. So my guys stopped to pick up our merchandise before we left. And you know, they don't open it and check everything because on the tag, it said Craig Morgan, you know, uh, God, family country, the title of the album. So they just stick the boxes in, in the truck or under the bus or whatever. And <laughs> they come and got me like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> Like, what? You know, we got the CDs. I'm like, thank God, because we sold out. You know, It had been like two or three shows, and we didn't have CDs, and that's a big deal. Uh, and, and they're like, oh, we finally got them. And he's like, you're not going to believe this. They pull it out, and it's an Adele CD, so that somehow they had got mislabeled. So. so did Adele get a bunch of Craig Morgan? She's like, what in the bloody <laughs> <over> hell? <there?"
5: laughs> I don't know. I'd have
14: probably sold more if
5: Adele had put them out there. <laughs> did you end up, A, selling them, the Adele ones, or were people like, this is just weird?
14: No, A I didn't because I, I I didn't know I was afraid somebody might get like, you know.
5: It's hilarious. You I know, should have I thought, signed them. Yeah. Would you like an adult yeah. one one of a kind, Adele C D signed by Craig Morgan? We did think about that. Yeah, and then two, We thought about it. Do you send them like do you get that money? Do you, do you still get your CDs at some point? I think Jerry just when we got back, he took them back and exchanged them for no. our CDs. They they realized their mistake. This would have been the greatest PR duet setup ever if all of a sudden Cause you know how people fake stuff to set up yeah. duets, all of a sudden, in three weeks, you're launching it like that was an, an for Adele real. duet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're out doing these shows, is it hard for you? Because a lot of your songs are so emotional. A lot of them are so. I'm watching people cry every show. Every time I see you, you're doing a song that's either about your family, your faith. Your country, it's basically your book, yeah. but it, you have all these songs. I feel like there are people crying at every Craig Morgan show.
14: Yeah, so I don't do them all at
5: every show. Uh-huh. I gotta
14: be honest, like, uh, especially the Father, of my Son, Holy Ghost. Uh, I don't do that all the time. I've, I don't know that I've ever done it at a, like, the big festivals, the fairs where there's 30,000,
5: 20,000 drunk people. <laughs> probably wouldn't roll. And you probably he'd get mad that people are talking drunk during it.
14: No, you know, I'm not that guy, too. I'm not the guy that stands on stage and tells everybody to shut up and listen. You know, because people are having a good time, man. And, and, and I think sometimes we take ourselves too serious up there. And, and that's what we're there for is to entertain them and allow them to have fun. And if I'm music in the background of their conversation, uh, then that's cool. Uh, I mean, they're paying good money to come see me. So they're allowed to talk if they want to. But. Did you ever play bars where
5: people were just living their life and you were just the background music? You're, you're going to laugh. I never played a bar in my life until after I got a record deal. And why would they send you back to a bar after you got a record deal?
14: Uh, money. Oh Get yeah, paid. you
5: just needed to work.
14: Yeah, I did it for the work. Yeah. In,
5: in your book, you talk about how hard it was to leave the service. Yeah. I mean, it was just as a person, it was hard. Yeah, it still is. <laughs> Would you?
14: People ask me how I transitioned from you yeah. know the military to the music. Now, I I, I I always say I'm working on it. Would you go back if you could? In a heartbeat. If if especially if I could do what I did, and, and in in a, in a combat situation. Now, let me say this: I wouldn't want to go back just to go. Hang out and you know. Although I love and miss a lot of that, but if they said, "Hey, we got this going on in this part of the world, and we need you to come in," I'd be gone in a heartbeat. You Ever been a spy? I what? would leave in a heartbeat to go do that. No, I've never been a. I've never been a spy. You answered that fishy. Uh, I'm just gonna move <laughs> off.
5: Or is he, he a spy didn't, right, he didn't right answer,
14: now? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, no. I've worked with spies. Yeah, and you've worked on, you know, in your like book. really like real spy people. And that I mean, it, I, when I was writing this book, I was like, I forgot men that we did that. Like, I was the first artist to play at the U.S. Embassy in Iraq when it reopened. Mm. But I wasn't really there just to do a show. My show was a cover for the agency and various other governmental organizations to bring in the new government for Iraq. And it was just cool as it could be. Who's your favorite spy?
2: I'm get kidding. I'm getting it. Wait wait, So how
7: long goes by until you can say that?
14: Well, apparently about uh, 15 years. <laughs> yeah, he just did.
12: <laughs> <laughs> well,
14: like, yeah, a lot of the stuff, we, we, when Jim and I were writing this, there were other stories that we submitted, uh, and they were like, uh, we don't know if we should discuss that. because The big thing, here's how we knew it was okay. That when the especially with the agency, when I would submit something, and when I was talking about Panama, and for one, I'm talking about 1989. I mean, you know, that's a long time ago. Half the crap that the military had don't even exist anymore. So we weren't giving away any governmental uh, secrets or nothing like that. But we was talking about an operation that involved the agency, uh, and all they would say was, "We neither we can neither confirm nor deny," uh, and like, okay, fair enough, that's cool. And then there would be one and go. We would we would we definitely oppose the truth of this. Uh, so you're
5: like, oh, okay, can't say that. Well, the book that I got was an early version. It, it, was, it was all redacted. <laughs> <laughs> it's all black lines all the way through <laughs> it. Half of it was. <laughs> I want to play the new song. We're gonna have you hang out for a little bit, but I want to play the new song here. It's called "How You Make a Man," and yeah. again, when it's this is a, a poignant, emotional song. Uh, I don't know. Like, what do you say about this? What do you say about this before you play it in a concert? Well, you
14: know, b- being a new song, I just say, hey, this is my new single. I want to know if you like it, because if you don't, I don't want the radio stations to play it. If you do like it, call them and wear them out, and I'll give you Bobby Bones' cell phone. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Just hit him. Call him. No. And then afterwards, I tell him, you know, I, I believe it's a song that we need to hear, uh, because it, I, the chorus of this song just hammers me. You run, you crawl, you rise, you fall, you hit your knees until you learn to stand. That's how you make a man. Uh, I mean, and that's that's life, man. You gotta. Sometimes you gotta fall. Uh, and 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 I think in today's time, it seems like everybody's scared of scratching their knees. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to get hurt in love. You know, it's like the same thing with love. Uh, oh, I don't want to get my heart broke,
5: man. You're not going to experience real love if you if it haven't have it broke a little bit. You know. And I feel like when you say how to make a man. And man, it could be a man or a woman. Like when Absolutely. I hear, when and I, hear I do this
14: song, say that. Yeah. This isn't just about a, a, a man. It's about a human. It's how you make people. It's how you make good people.
12: On the Bobby Bones Show now.
5: Craig Morgan. A couple things. One, Craig's new memoir is out now. It's called God, Family, and Country. Uh, you guys go read it. It's, it's great. We played his new song a second ago, and I hope you stream it like crazy. It's called How You Make a Man. You have a lot going on right now, but what I want to know, you've done a lot of things. You've been a lot of places all over the world. You've seen some stuff you can tell us, some you can't. You've seen good stuff, bad stuff. Do you believe there are aliens? Uh, I believe there, I
14: believe there definitely could be other life forms, but I don't know that it matters.
5: <laughs> Do you think, because some of these guys are, are saying that come out of this special part of the government that is mm-hmm. over UFOs. It doesn't have to be aliens. It's just something that's not identified. They're like, we can't tell you everything because you'll freak out. What do you translate that to mean? I think people don't need to know everything. It could be, <laughs> I'm just making stuff up here. Uh, China has a technology that we don't have maybe, and that would freak us out too. Could that be a thing? Uh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Most
14: definitely. What do you know? I know that I'm fascinated that we walk around in our lives as if nothing is going on except what we're doing.
5: I agree with that.
14: Yeah. And it's a big old world and it's a big old universe. And, but I also have a lot of faith in God and I know that he's in charge. And ultimately this is temporal for me. We're here for a while, some longer than others. Uh, and I look forward to the time that it's, that I'm in a life that is not temporal, that I'm living up there.
5: I hope mine's way longer than all you guys. (laughs)
4: guys (laughs) I want to be be like
5: 200. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, I want to, I, I want to live until I just can't, I want to be one of those people that's like on Instagram and they're like 130 year old golfer, it's a ball <laughs> and it looks real sad, but you're also yeah. like, it's really cool. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to be. Yeah. How's your health? Everything good? Oh, great, man. Yeah, are you still biking 50 miles? A, a,
14: mm, no, I'm not. I, 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 I would love to be, but I'm just so busy right now. No, I'm still running quite a bit and I bike when I can. We've gotten into the mountain biking. Uh, which well, you is, wrecked that, man. That's it, bad. It's dude. worse. Yeah, it yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So no 50 mile bike ride Saturdays anymore. No. How about steak night? Still have steak night, absolutely. Is it still Tuesdays? Uh yes.
14: Uh because I c can't eat steak on Friday, but yes. When I'm home with my wife, we do steak. I grill
5: the steak. You can't eat steak on Friday.
14: We don't eat we don't uh we don't eat meat on Fridays.
7: Like all year long or just during Lent?
14: Like all year long. Oh. That's why they have fish Fridays in school. Did you know that? Uh uh-uh.
5: uh. Yeah. No, I didn't know that was why that's how,
14: that's how impacting uh Christianity used to be in our society. They didn't have fish. I mean, they had fish on Fridays because they didn't want, had it as
5: an option for those people who didn't eat meat on Friday. In Arkansas, you couldn't buy beer on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. Like that. Now you can. Yeah. But, but, Thank but God. For a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it ain't nothing like a beer after church. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, look, how are you juggling it all right now? Because you're doing uh, book promo, you got a new song, you're playing shows, I see you at the Opry. How are you juggling it all? Man, I have a wonderful team of people
14: and I have a, a superstar of a wife. My wife really just kind of keeps everything in check. Um, yeah. Does she ever she, tell you a song's not good? Oh, Every day. Oh,
6: oh. <laughs> oh, that's easy. <laughs> Unvoluntarily. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean,
14: she don't care, man. She don't like my... She, if she don't like it... I mean, y'all, but the truth is, I don't really... And, and, in fact, I love it when my wife says, that's not good. Guaranteed hit. Guaranteed hit. She oh. Did, oh she really? didn't like Red Net Yacht Club. She
5: didn't like International Harvester. Yeah. Okay. What song gets the loudest sing back at shows?
14: Um, well, it depends on where I'm at. If I'm in the Midwest, no question, International Harvester's... I mean, it's a... People go absolutely ballistic. And it's at the as soon as we start that tractor noise, you know, they just go nuts. They know. Uh in the Southeast, Redneck Yacht Club seems to be one of the bigger ones. That's what I love about Sunday, no matter where we're at, seems to draw real well. And that's a good one.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like universally that's the one
14: yeah i mean it was a big song it still is i mean and it's a it's one of those that i feel like it's timeless you know no matter what happens forever that song will be a song that can be played
5: you can all also picture all the people on the song even if that's not yeah. the same name you can just picture you know i went to mount pine baptist church and i could all i could see all miss you, betty singing off key all of everything oh, yeah. just even though it wasn't miss betty you know <laughs> I, I all those people are kind of you know assigned to our life in a certain certain way Yep. um a listener called us and said he'd like to have you play his wedding and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I remember. You about, I asked you about this. He yeah. said, "How much to get Craig Morgan to play my wedding?" And I, you, I said, "You probably how much did I tell him? Two hundred fifty thousand bucks." Think is two fifty. Remember, is that just? It's I, a fair it, number. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I don't even need the number. It's a Fair number for a wedding. I've only ever done one wedding. Do you sing when they come down the aisle, or are you the after?
14: Like the after party. We like I said, I've only ever done it one time, and I will. I swear I would never do it again. Uh, this is the truth. After after the party.
5: After the, they were married.
11: Okay. They got
14: married. And it was I mean, tons of tons of money. They paid me a fortune. We come in, we do the wedding. After the wedding, I hear. On the bus door. And I'm like, Jerry, see what see what's up. And we're on my bus, the band's on the other bus. The lady comes to the bus and she says, My husband gave me a hall pass. Oh, <gasps> No what? Swear. Way. Hey, my tour manager's standing out there. Stand up, Jerry. Tell him if I'm telling the truth, yes or no. <laughs> oh, my
12: goodness.
5: <laughs> oh, no. I Dang. said,
14: lock the door and go get Jim Ed, the fiddle player. He's got to take one for the team. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, it, that That's funny and awkward. Um, in the book, you talk about Craig Greer as yep. being a stage name. Yep. So let's... So who told you not to use that his stage name? Uh, well, Garth didn't tell me not
14: to use my last name. Uh, he just said you you will uh, you will have a better private life if you're not using your real name. Um, and he, and he was right. You know, of course, this was all before the influx of social media, and now it's weird because even though I am Craig Morgan, uh, I'm still Craig. My, my, that's actually my middle name, Craig Morgan Greer. Uh, so it, when discussing the, with the label, they're like, "Wow, Morgan's great. Let's just go with Craig Morgan," you know. Uh, and he was right for a long time. Like people knew, didn't, couldn't find me; they didn't know where I lived. Not that it really mattered, but but they couldn't. Well, now, man, they you can do enough research, and they all know my my real last name. But I mean, I don't know that it
5: really matters. I think they also know I hunt and I'm a good shot, so yeah.
14: nobody just shows up. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> ever
5: look at your ID and you're they're like, "Wait, you look like the." the it's not oh, you yeah. it's not you but you look like the Craig Morgan guy
14: yes so i did a hunt uh one time and the DNR came to the show afterwards cuz they had seen that we were hunting and my they could not they could not find a hunting license for Craig Morgan so they come there to talk to me about it and like oh that's not my real name <laughs> 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 jokes on you
5: <laughs> okay look you, you got it all out there it's it, the book's great hope everybody if you're looking for a, a great book to read uh God, family, country—it's out. It's a lot of Craig stories. It's—it's it's a wonderful book, and there's a lot of uh, really personal stuff, really inspirational stuff. Um, oh, I hope people just give it a chance. If you love country music, is one thing—you'll—you'll you'll love it. But if you—if you just love America, I mean, it's that—it's that kind of book. Like <laughs> well, you finish you. it and you read about all that you've done. It's like there's an appreciation for you that I didn't have. I mean, I kind of liked you before you came in. I read the book, but now I really like you. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and then also, Craig's new song. <laughs> How You Make a Man, it's out as well. Uh, I appreciate you coming in. It's always good to see you. You're one of our favorite guests. And next time you want to come by and bring some Adele CDs, we're, we're here. I will, buddy. Yeah. And I appreciate you as well. Right. We still got to get you to Alaska. We I am not doing that. <laughs> uh, it's you not that I don't want to wanna go to Alaska. I've never been to Alaska. I am not doing your track. <laughs> you got to you land man. in like a small plane, then you walk across ice and then you there's like four bears you gotta dodge. The first three are good, <laughs> no. the fourth one's mean. So you gotta know what that is. Then you got a somersault through it's like Craig, I don't wanna do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not that big. It's like no motorized vehicles. We hike through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, like three blocks? It's seventy two miles. <laughs> no, you're exactly Then he sent a picture of his cabin, he's like, Check it out and I'm like, Where's the Wi Fi? He goes, oh, we don't have any. <laughs> oh, man.
7: Do you have running water?
5: Yeah, you run down to the lake up the <laughs> bucket and run back.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah. All right, Craig Morgan. There he is. All right, you, Craig. Craig. Good to see you, buddy.
0: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail.
3: Start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily.
13: To die for is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Sounds miserable. A guy becomes the second ever to kayak from California to Hawaii. Kayak. Dang, Dang that's, that's far in the ocean. Psh, wow. Big like, I just imagine one of those big waves coming like a surfer gets on and he's just
6: riding on top of that thing in a kayak. (laughs) That's not riding that thing.
5: Oh, my God. It took him 91 days. That's crazy, Oh, my goodness. A California man became the second person ever to kayak from California to Hawaii. The journey took him over 90 days. His name's Cyril. He's 46. He set off from Monterey in June in his modified kayak, which included pedals... In a small sleeping cabin, but no motor or sail. Oh wow. my gosh. Three months. At I would,
7: night, I would be so scared.
5: Yeah, and when you sleep, what don't you drift off course?
7: <sighs> anchor. Like how does he you, not
8: anchoring I don't in you anchor in the ocean? You don't <laughs> it's not gonna touch anything. Lunchbox, I don't know, man. Like he said he had a sleeping
5: like, cabin. He spent 10 hours a day paddling. He went easy. He said I had to eat the right amount of calories. I was eating 4,000 calories a day. What? But what kind of food? Yeah. Are you even going to have out there 4,000 calories? Does Uber Eats deliver out there? I don't think
6: so, man. Isn't that on a big boat?
5: (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. 91 days on a boat. That's from UPI. Congratulations to him. I could not do that, but I'm glad he did. What did we learn from this? Why did he do it? What did that give back? Nothing. Uh, you can do anything. Okay, I like it. That's we pretty can good. Do something there. You can do Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Okay, good. Want to get away? one? <laughs> <And> that's
4: it. <laughs> the Bob Show.
5: Here's Amy's pile of stories.
7: Some Uber drivers are reportedly worried that they're unknowingly delivering drugs via Uber Connect, which is the company's courier service.
5: Yeah, we invented that with Will it Uber. Just for the record. <laughs> we were the first. We send funny stuff across town, and we debate Will at Uber. What were some of the funny things that we sent across town? A
6: stinky crock pot. Oh. divorce papers.
5: Yeah, a mm-hmm. cutout, a life size cutout. Yeah. Uh, somebody, t- a ring. We had the guy propose with a ring. Wasn't there yep. a box with a snake in it? Oh, There's yes. so much. Yeah. Uh-huh. We invented this. They took our idea. But yes, I could definitely see how with the courier service, who knows what you're hauling?
7: Yeah, one driver told NBC News that he. Uh, ended up with a package that was small, tiny, clear. He could see, like, little crystallized forms in it. So he drove straight to the police station. and dropped
6: it off, which well, is risky I, I, because they can They're see gonna where you're you. going. They're going to kill you. Guys, it was a science experiment. not
5: yeah. drugs. I hope these couriers, their face isn't on there where the people know like it's there. Like the them. app, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they get murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's like, well, it had a little box. The box had cocaine on it. They He was confused <laughs> as to what it was. So he took it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that stinks. All right, what else?
7: A Reddit group called Financial Independence has a weekly thread where frugal people share tips for saving money. So I've got some highlights.
6: Never go to Starbucks. You'll definitely save money if you do that. And I don't like Starbucks, but that's a
5: big one because it's so expensive to get yeah, anything. It in. adds up. Yeah.
7: Well, they say never buy the newest tech. You need to get things that are three years behind.
5: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good luck getting an iPhone that's old because they start shutting that thing down. Yeah, those updates. They start slowing it down, so you can't even email. What else?
7: When you go out to eat as a couple, split one meal. (laughs) I'm still hungry. (laughs) Uh, switch back to bar soap because it's way less expensive than um, the body wash I
8: like bar soap anyway yeah I do too I do bar soap yeah I didn't know
5: I was being so frugal yeah look at us I just like it right, what else
7: Uh, order your groceries online but pick them up do not pay the delivery fee because that adds up also you can cut sponges in half and then slow down while while driving don't gun it at stoplights because you'll gain miles per gallon
5: I was thinking about this buying groceries one that's a good one I'm going to tell you why because I go to the grocery store, always oh, a few extra things I see while I'm there that I'm gonna get. Exactly. When you buy online, mm-hmm. you're not taken over by your desire to have, ooh, I like that cereal, let me try it. Yeah. Yep. An apple pie, <laughs> a mini apple pie <laughs> with a hole in it for ice cream. You know Buy all this five, stuff get he, one free? Yeah, you don't even know all this. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. And then just go get it yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, what else you got?
7: Well, Luke Bryan is saying that he hopes to slow down in a few years to spend more time with his family. He says that once his sons are in high school and playing more sports, he wants to be able to spend time being a dad on the sidelines, cheering them on. Now, he's not talking retirement by any means, but just slowing down. Because as it is right now, it's American Idol. He's recording stuff. He's touring and he's very busy.
5: You know, I think... If you're a college or NFL coach, or if you're a touring artist, that is a—it's a very glamorous lifestyle for a lot of people. It makes them a lot of money. They're famous, but that's, that's a big one where you don't get to see your kids play yeah. play sports or
7: yeah, do plays
5: or mm. whatever they're doing on Friday and Saturday nights. You know, so Bob Stoops, he kind of quit so he could watch his kid finish and play football in high school. I love that. They didn't fire him, but they wouldn't have kept him on.
6: He Garth. Garth stopped his career for a little bit. Garth straight up moved back to Oklahoma
5: for his kids. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so as as luxurious as the lives they they live, I bet they're like, dang, I wish I could watch my kid play football. All right, is that it?
7: Yep, I mean, that's my pile.
5: That was Amy's pile
12: of stories. It's time for the good news
5: with Amy. Tell me something
8: good.
7: This woman in California, her name is Joanna Carrington, and she is 100 years old. She said that she feels that spending time with pets is one of the secrets to a long, happy life. And her dog... Recently died. Now, at 100, she thought, no one's going to give me a dog. Like, if I want to rescue a dog, they're going to be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we ever take it. <laughs> you do have to
5: go through a process to, for rescue.
7: Yeah. So, luckily, uh, one of her neighbors works at Muttville Senior Dog Rescue, and she was matched with a senior chihuahua. An 11 year old dog was put with her, and she has this caregiver named Eddie Martinez, and he agreed to walk. The Chihuahua every day. The Chihuahua's name is Gucci, by the way. I
5: gotta imagine an 11-year-old Chihuahua
6: <laughs> doesn't need a lot of walking now. Probably not. <laughs>
7: but he needs to get outside. Yeah, 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 And she doesn't really do that a lot. But Eddie said, hey, look, I'll take Gucci on walks. We'll be good to go. He'll be able to be a partner and for Joanna, and we'll be good to go. So That's I good. just thought it was a really sweet story. She's
5: old. The dog's old. I love that.
7: Yeah. And she says she has big plans for her 101st birthday with Gucci.
5: What, a brand or the dog? (laughs) (laughs) The The dog. She
7: said that she hopes to do something fun to
0: celebrate.
5: All right. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good.
0: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared.